This week's Parsha, Parsha's Yisro, one of my favorite Parshas, not just for the content, but because I teach it every year to uh, sixth grade boys. In addition to uh, recording this podcast every week, I also am a Rebbe. I teach sixth grade boys Chumash and eighth grade Gemara. So I teach Parsha's Yisro every year, and I like to begin the Parsha with the following question. What was so great about Yisro? You know, in sports, we would call him maybe a fair weather fan. It says, Vayishma Yisro, Yisro heard. Rashi says, what did Yisro hear about? It says he heard about... Kriyas Yamsuf, an amazing miracle. He heard about Muhammad Zamalik, that we won the war. So he shows up when times are good, when Hashem is performing miracles on our behalf, Mun is falling from the sky, a cloud of glory is escorting us through the Midbar, we're winning wars, and all of a sudden Yisro shows up. He seems like a classic Fairweather fan. And we celebrate him. We celebrate him like crazy, to the point where he gets his own Parsha, named after him. There are very few people who have Parshas named after them, Moshe, Aaron, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, none of them have Parshas named after them. Yisro does. And Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, is in his Parsha. The Aseris Hadibros. So it seems like we're making a huge deal, but why isn't Yisro a classic Fairweather fan? So I like to ask sixth grade boys this question and see what their answers are. A lot of very creative answers every year, and it always gets the discussion going for us to learn the Parsha. But one, many different answers that you could give. One answer I'd like to share and explore this week. I think the answer is what's so special about Yisro is he actually showed up. No one else joined. We don't know of anybody else that joined B'nai Yisro because of what they heard. And presumably a lot of people heard about the things that Yisro heard about. A lot of people heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. A lot of people heard about Milchan Samalik. Yisro showed up. Yisro actually joined Am Yisro. And as many people as there may have been who heard about it, he was the only individual, the Yachid, who showed up. He was someone who was able to align his values with his actions. And while that may seem like a simple or obvious thing, it's one of the most challenging things to do as human beings. I think often we feel like we just don't know what to do. I'm not sure what to do in a different circumstance. I talk to uh, high school seniors all the time. Which yeshiva should I go to? There are so many good choices. What class should I be in Where should I volunteer? How should I spend my free time? Who should I hang out with? If we only knew what the right choice was, our lives would be so simple. I think a lot of us think that way. But the reality is, that's usually not the choice that we're making. We usually don't choose between right and wrong. We often know exactly the difference of right and wrong. Yeah, there are forks in the road or decisions that we need to make. But for the most part, we know how to decipher between right and wrong. And those choices actually end up being the easiest The hard choices are when we're experiencing a tension between what we know we probably should be doing and what we actually want to do. The difference between wanting something and desiring something else, wanting something for ourselves long-term, but desiring in the moment. Rav Eliyahu Lopian, the Rosh Hashiva of Kelm, he said that the distance between our heart and our minds is greater than the distance between Shamayim Va'aretz, heaven and earth. Another way to put this is that there's a massive gap between the way that we feel and what we do. Yisro heard about the miracles and he felt something. And along with probably most other people who heard about everything that took place, but to take that feeling and translate it into action, to entirely change the course of your life based on something that you just heard about and now feel, that's something entirely different and extremely impressive on Yisro's part. Yisro showed up. Yisro was able to align his actions with his values. As individuals, 
we're constantly pulled in these two different directions. It's what Rav Noach Weinberg, the great Rosh Hashiva of Eish Torah, would call our two hearts. Again, want and desire. What we want versus how we feel. Want is for permanence, desire for the moment. The classic example is your alarm goes off in the morning. You want to get out of bed and start your day. You want to be productive from an early time, but you feel like turning it off and going back to sleep. It's the tension between our two hearts. You know, you ask a group of kids, how many of you want your room clean? You want it to be organized and not messy. Most of them will raise their hand. They want it clean. Yeah, in a perfect world, my room would be clean. But then you ask, how many of you clean your rooms every day? And you see almost no hands. Adults are the same way. How many of us want to eat healthy, exercise, live a healthy life? Of course we all do. Yet so many of us are not able to stick with that lifestyle, that diet. It's tough. It's challenging. Rav Noach says, these are our two hearts. What we want and what we do. The Gemara in Shabbos on Pechas and Bez, when talking about the Jews saying Naseh Nishma, when they were given the Torah, we know famously we all declared Naseh Nishma, we will do, and then we will listen, well, then we'll hear about everything in the Torah. The Gemara says that at that moment, every Jew was given two crowns, one for Naseh and one for Nishma. And it goes on to mention all these other things that the Jews were rewarded for saying Naseh Nishma. We became Hashem's Bechor, his firstborn. We used a secret form of communication that only the Malachim, the angels knew. But let's think about this for a second. Granted, it was amazing that we declared Nasev and Nishma, that we accepted the Torah before we knew what was in it. But it does beg the question, what alternative did we have? What other options did we have? Were we not going to accept the Torah? Were we not going to say Nasev and Nishma? Hashem at that point had taken us out of Mitzrayim, had saved us from the Mitzrayim. We had won a war. Food is raining down from Shamayim. Um, clouds are escorting us and keeping us protected in the Midbar is that the moment that we were going to reject Hashem? Of course, we were always going to accept the Torah. What was so great about that declaration of Nasev and Nishma? So perhaps we could suggest that the two crowns that the Gemara says we were given for Nasev and Nishma, that we were rewarded, were because we made a conscious effort to align our values with our actions. Nasev, our actions, Nishma, and our ability to understand and see the value in living a life of Torah and mitzvos, we declared those will go hand in hand. At that time, we committed to doing our best to align our actions and our values. We know we won't always be perfect. We're going to slip up. We're going to need reminding. But at that moment, we pledged to Hashem, Na'asev and Nishma. Before we even knew what was in it, it was a pledge not to keep the Torah, but how we would approach the Torah. A pledge that showed what our ultimate goal is in serving Hashem, of aligning our actions with our values. I had a former Talmud send me a voice note last week asking about Tupsukim in the Parsha. Now, as a side note, one of the best things to experience as a teacher is when old students reach out to you and they just want to hawk Parsha, they just want to talk. But anyway, he asked me how to understand two psukim from last week's Parsha. In the beginning of Parsha's Bishalach, the Torah says in Parak Yudalad Pasuk Yud that Paro is chasing after the people. Paro hikri vayisu b'nei Yisrael esenem. And the b'nei Yisrael see that the Mitzrim are chasing down. They're, they're, they're chasing them down. V'hinei Mitzrayim nosach rayam. Vayiru ma'od. And they got very scared. It's extremely frightening. And their immediate response was to cry out to Hashem. Rashi immediately praises B'nai Yisrael for doing that. He says they must have learned from the, the craft of their forefathers. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, what do you do in your time of need? You reach out to Hashem. Wow, what an incredible reaction that B'nai Yisrael had. However, in the very next Pasuk, they seem to change their tune. Vayomer el Moshe. So they immediately respond to Moshe. Hamibli en kvarim b'mitzrayim. Are there no graves in Mitzrayim that you took us here to die? 
Why have you done this to us? Why'd you bring us out of Mitzrayim? So my student asked me, what's the deal with these two different responses? How could they simultaneously cry out to Hashem that we praise them for? And then in the very next phrase, complain to Moshe about how they never wanted to leave Mitzrayim. How could that, those both be their responses? So I said, it's a great question. I had to think about it for a little, but al regalachas on one leg, I just responded, perhaps the Torah is showing us the tension, the tension between our spiritual aspirations and our actual deeds, our actions. Spiritually, that's where they were holding. They were gonna cry out to Hashem, of course. What else do you do when you're in need? But in, in practical terms, they're gonna complain to Moshe. And this was something that they struggled with, this tension, how to align their values and their actions, their spiritual aspirations and their actions, their deeds. So what are the things that prevent us from this, from prevent us from aligning our values and actions? The Mesilas Yisharim in the fifth parak talks about this. The Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Luzatos, writes that there are three factors that undermine Zihirus, this awareness of the impact of our actions and deeds. Number one is worldly matters, sports, internet, TV shows, movies, news, whatever our hobbies are. These type of things can sometimes get in the way of our growth, of our awareness, of what we should be doing, of how we should be spending our time, of how to align our values and our actions. Number two, it's probably the most difficult one for me, is tzchok and leitzanus, joking around, making fun of things, making fun of serious things. The more we joke about Torah and mitzvos and becoming serious ovdei Hashem, the less serious we're going to be about it. It's no secret. The more you joke about something, the less serious you take it. And finally, it says bad friends, a chevra, who you surround yourself with. The easiest way of giving up on working on your relationship with Hashem, of working on yourself, of working on aligning your actions and your values is to surround yourself with people who don't care about those things. When you surround yourself with people who don't care about that thing, you're not going to care about it either. So we see three things that pull us from this alignment of actions and values. It's our interests, things that we're interested in. Sometimes they can get in the way. It's our attitude towards it. We said schok and leitzanas, making fun. What attitude we have towards such an endeavor. And finally, who we surround ourselves with. If you have bad friends who don't care about those things, you're probably not going to care about them either. Too often, it's not that we're making poor choices with our actions or choosing to do things that don't align with our values. That isn't really the issue. The issue is that we don't even think about it. We don't stop just to contemplate, is what I am doing going to help me or is it going to hurt me? We don't actually stop to think about it. We just act. Perhaps the greatest lesson Yisro teaches us is how to align our values and our spiritual aspirations with our actions, with our deeds. Yisro was the type of person that once he is Vayishma, once he hears about things, he feels a certain way, it immediately informs his actions. That is the blueprint for what B'nai Israel aspired to when they declared Nasev and Nishma, and what we are still aspiring to today. May we all be Zoha to take this lesson of Yisro and do our best in our efforts to align our actions with our values and with our spiritual aspirations. Good Shabbos.